Well, Couch Critics, um, I hope you're well. I'm terrible. Well, I'm actually Brad, and I'm joined by Sog. Uh, welcome to our weekly chat. And, of course, you're here. You want to hear us talk about the Sydney Derby. Um, yeah, Samuel, you must be a happy little bugger right now. Look, uh, I'm going to enjoy oh, your wine. Hitting up the this wines. Is, it's it's going to be a lovely chat, Bradley. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one just just all week. <laughs> I've got some air duster right here, and it tells me it's um, keep away from heat. Yeah, don't put in mouth. All right, well. Yeah, <laughs> no. no. All wondrous beans after that result. Yeah, it was uh, it was something else, that's for sure. Uh, well, well, thanks for joining us uh, in this um, eulogy for the wondrous season. Um as I said, I'm Brad and I'm joined by Sog. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, hit us up with a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And let us know um, how you're going in the comments and uh, what you thought of Saturday Night's Derby. But before we chat uh, the Sydney Derby, I guess we've got to get away with it. Friday night, Adelaide beat Wellington. <laughs> so long ago. What was it? Was it 3-0? Yeah. Smashed them. Yeah, which was... which. Like I, I, I thought they'd win, but boy, they um. Oh, sorry, it was two nil, two yeah. goals from uh, Craig Goodwin. I thought they'd been travelling a bit poor of late, and I thought you know this might be a game they might slip up in, but uh, they got the job done with uh, not too much ease. Oh, with, yeah, with ease. Went back to looking like the Adelaide before the last month. Like mm. that, that was the worry, and and I. You know, I predicted uh, Wellington would would snatch mm. a win, um, but no, Adelaide just were they were dominant in this match. Really good, really good performance. Yep, Craig Goodwin with two goals, a penalty as well. So uh, he's really aging like fine one, Craig Goodwin, and I'm sure he'll be one of those key men at the Asian Cup at the start of next year. Um, not much else to talk about that one. They're going to go play Central Coast over two legs, which I think is going to be an absolutely fantastic two-legged time. Sure, we'll uh, talk a little bit about it at the end of uh, of this little chat. But uh, let's get into the big one. What everyone probably wants us to talk about is Saturday night between the Western Sydney Wanderers and Sydney FC, the first ever Sydney derby in the A-League finals. We did have a semi-final in the Australia Cup quite some time ago, but... Yeah, um, this was a game that neither of us were at. I wasn't boycotting. I was at a wedding, and I'm sure I would have been there had I not been at that wedding. And Samuel, I think you told me you're asleep or something like that. My my wife was asleep, and uh, yes, I woke her up throughout that night. Yeah. Um, it's pretty early, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't there either. But it looked electric, like just just what was happening on the pitch. It was a really tense, a really tense game. Um, Bradley, you, you're not you're not even wearing a Wanderers shirt tonight. You you just not you've not. I didn't wear one. I didn't wear one last week because like I couldn't be bothered <laughs> changing. But I'm not gonna bother and go change halfway through. But yeah, yeah, no, what a game. Yeah, I I think from a neutral um a neutral's perspective, I think that was probably a, a fantastic uh, display of what the A League can do in terms of entertainment. We had a cracking crowd. I think the second biggest ever crowd for a Sydney derby at that venue. Yeah. Um, even with uh, the, the Cove boycotting, and I guess the junior 
or the up-and-coming Cove members or whatever you want to call them. The fans that were there, they did uh, did quite well. I think all around it was, yeah, the crowd was fantastic from all mm. reports. And seeing that photo of the whole RBB march of the stadium, I think that was awesome as well. I think, yeah, yep. just from a neutral's perspective, I don't think you could have asked for a more uh, drama-filled game. And the Wanderers taking a 1-0 lead um, with Morgan Schneiderlin scoring from the penalty spot and then, Sydney FC coming back uh, to win 2-1 in the second half. Mm. I watched, I probably watched about the first five minutes on my phone at the wedding and on the drive home, I listened to the second half on the radio and it, you know, you don't want to use the cliche, but I think we're going to say it did really seem like a tale of two halves. It was, it was very different. Samuel, uh, I guess your take, we'll we'll talk about the first half, all your thoughts on the first half, because from what I read and from the bits and pieces I watched, I thought it was quite evenly matched. Maybe we, Maybe just edged it. We'll probably did because we led one 0 at the break. Uh, but your thoughts on that mm. first half? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that it was completely opposite first and second half, but first half was it was much more even. Mm. Um, whereas the second half was was pretty much predominantly Sydney. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's right. Even without the goal, Wanderers probably had the better opportunities. Marcelo had. Mm. Guild edge chance off his head, um, and just missed missed his header. Is, is all you can say. Like uncharacteristically, lost his head. Oh no, that's characteristic for Marcelo. Um, but, no, but uh, Marcelo probably should have put that one away. Mm. And then Ninkovic from the top of the box with a volley that Redmayne really has to to reach to to push mm. over. Um. But it was a – you could see the teams feeling each other out. Um, like I called last week, I, I said that um, probably the way Wanderers would score goals against Sydney was sitting back, allowing Sydney to have um, possession and then catching them on the counter. And that's exactly how mm. the goal came about, uh, how the penalty came about. Callum Neuenhoff, yeah, bursting down that right-hand side. Great move. Um, and it's, a, it's an unlucky handball. But I think it was the right decision. It's handball. Um, I think it tells from Will, Wilkinson. Wilkinson wasn't it? His reaction yeah. was. Yeah, that's right. No argument. He, he, really. doesn't, he doesn't argue. He, you can just see the laugh on his face. He's like, you know, I can't do anything about that. It takes a deflection off Bratton. He's already turned his body, which is why mm. the arm goes out. Mm. But it just kind of strikes him. Again, I, I thought anything above. Like sleeve mark was, you know, that grey area, but because it hits him definitely on the sleeve of, but you know, it's a handball, um, big mm. even now, and Schneiderlin does well. I think that's the best penalty against Redmayne's wobbles is, um, because he he's committed to going away, and that's what mm. he uses the momentum of the jumping. And so if you hit it down the middle, mm. unless you do a Brandon Sandalab dink. It's pretty hard for him to read that. And so mm. it was a good penalty. Wanderers probably feeling pretty happy mm. at halftime because, yeah, there, there wasn't too much in it, really. Um, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was quite close for both teams. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, the second half at least, uh, listening on the radio, it just seemed like the Wanderers didn't really come out uh, after halftime. I don't really know what Rudin uh, told his players, but it really seemed like they were sitting back way more than they were before and they were just inviting way too much pressure and, mm. you know, fair credit to them. Uh, they got, what, the first... Oh, the first goal was a really poor cr- clearance from uh, Traore 
who hmm. scored that? It wasn't Lafondra, was Robbie it? Mack. Robbie Mac, uh, Robert Mack, yes. Yep. And um, I think, you know, that's just a poor clearance. You either take it out for a corner or you take it out on the sideline and he cleared it right into his feet. So that wasn't a very good clearance. And then the second goal, um, Lafondra, I think just another goal conceding uh, from the corner, which isn't great. But you know what? I, they deserve the result. Like they dominated the second half. They play, created plenty of chances. And I just, you know, it's no real argument. I wish I could have a complaint to say about, you know, a dodgy call or um, us dominating the game and not scoring. But, you know, we saved our worst performance of the season for that second 45 minutes. And I think that's what's really disappointing. If um, I think if you go watch the RBTV uh, show, one of the boys said, you know, if if the boys went out there and gave it all they had, for that 45 minutes and lost, I think we'd go, well, we did our best. We did not yeah. do our best. We played the worst we have all the season. That's, I think that's what's really disappointing about the loss because we played really well this season. And at times, I've seen the potential we could finish a lot higher. I think we should have finished second uh, the way we played this season. We shouldn't have even been playing this game, but it doesn't matter. We were slacked off at certain times, and, yeah, it was just really disappointing. Considering yeah, how well we could have finished this year. Yeah, it's definitely shades of that um, match against Perth. We've you've brought it up a couple of times on on the podcast, like um, that game against Perth. Yeah, uh, but like we we dominated that game, and we probably should have put it to bed. Um, yep. And I look at that Sydney FC game and think, well, we're our own worst enemy. Sydney FC deserved it for sure. Uh, we showed them way too much respect. Yeah, look, I, I think. It was happening in the first half, but in the second half, it, it was really stark. Mm. Um, Sydney FC worked really hard in the midfield to lock down mm. Ninkovic and to lock down Brandon Borello. Uh, mm. I don't. Yeah, they were double. They, were, they had two men on him at a time at stages. I remember yeah. the commentator saying, "And fair credit, those are the, <clears throat> the plays you want to shut down." They've been our mate men well, this year. That's right. And so I think the game plan from Sydney was right. <coughs> you talk about the first goal coming from a, a poor clearance from Traore. And, and, yeah, maybe he makes a better decision. But that comes after it, – it's in the 60th minute. Yeah, relentless pressure. Yeah, it comes after, yeah, 15, 20 minutes of just full-on pressure from Sydney FC. They mm. they were really dominating. They, they'd had some chances already before mm. that. Mm. And so it was that constant pressure. And when you're under the pump, under the pump, that's when those mistakes do come in. And, and to his credit, Robbie Mack still had a heap to do, yeah. like – his touch has been fantastic all season. That's one one of the things I've, I've just really noticed and, and been impressed with with Robbie Mack. No matter how balls pinged into him, he can he can drop it dead. Mm. Um, the touch is good, and then the fake shot that that sends two defenders the wrong way, and then to still have the guts to put it across the keeper. Uh, Lawrence Thomas gets a hand to it, but it's just too quick. Like it's a it's a fantastic goal for for Sydney FC. It it's top class. It's it's what you want in a finals match. Mm. It, just a side note here, any Euro snobs who say the A-League has no quality, just watch that goal because I, I don't game? know. How you can watch, yeah, I don't know how you can watch it and say that's not top-class football. Like, fantastic. Um, The second one, Wanderers haven't conceded from corners all that much. And and you were talking about, you know, what has Rudan said to them at halftime? I think, I think Wanderers genuinely believed, and like we said last week, their defense was is one of the best in the leagues. That I think they probably backed themselves to defend that game, to hold it out for a one 0 catch another goal on the on the counter. 
but they just Sydney closed down any outlet chance they had, um, mm. and and really just smothered them and and created those goals. Um, Marcelo again had a, a chance in that second half though, free kick whipped in on his head. Mm. Um, it, yeah, just I can't believe that that was you know panic stations for Sydney, and he's missed another one so. He'll look back at that and and probably be quite disappointed with those two two real big opportunities to to win the game. Um, we talk about big opportunities, like mm. your centre back shouldn't be the one having the the two biggest opportunities of the game. It and should be and guys I think up that's front. it. Well, Wanderers, that's it. The the one goal comes from a penalty. Mm. Outside of that, there's the Ninkovic volley from the top of the box, and the two Marcelo headers. They're the clear-cut opportunities for the Wanderers, mm. and, and I think that tells you something about Sydney's defence. Um, yeah. Since Rodwell has come into the side, it's a it's a totally different uh, beast, and they they look a lot more assured. Joel King, mm. um, he managed with Leuni, mm. um, so so you look at as a really good second half from Sydney, and some real misfiring from. From the Wanderers, and yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think we we've talked too much about Rodwell this year because he's barely played. But I think yeah. no one ever doubted his ability. It's always mm-hmm. about getting him fit, and that was his problem with the Wanderers. Every time he was on the field, I thought this is the best player on the field, but he yeah. was just so unfit, injured all the time. And you know, hats off to him; he's gotten fit again. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing yeah. well, and I think that's all I ever wanted from the Wanderers. And I'm glad to see him doing that. Now I've got nothing against him; he played. Half a season with us, no good on him. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, talking about former players, you want to talk about finishes, yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's there's drama before that. So there was the incident in the match. Ryan Grant makes a tackle. Brandon Borello gets a little bit heated, and there's you know handbags at fifty paces. All of a sudden, Brandon Borello's shirts you know stretched all around his neck. Kind of it it heated up at a point there. Sydney go on to score two goals. And then at full time, Ryan Grant, uh, Sydney blew through, through and through, blew and through. He um obviously he he revs things up mm. a little bit. Uh, Robbie Mack, after getting the assist for for Lafondra's, mm. uh, you know, is is doing these ones to the fans. It, there was the heat of a derby. Mm. Uh, and those things you kind of expect. Um mm. it did boil over a little bit. And then we get the scenes uh, from inside the change rooms afterwards. Ninkovic, no wonder his shirt on, to his credit. He, he mm. didn't go in the red and black. Mm. Um, but goes in and, and shakes hands with a couple of the Sydney FC players, kind of goes around. Mm. And then all of a sudden he's getting frog-marched out of there uh, with awesome meme potential. Yeah, yeah how good. Yeah, Bradley, what's your, what do you think's going on there? Well, like, oh. What's happening? Well, I think he's just gone in to congratulate his old team. Well, some of his old teammates. I think, I think he's spoken in all the issues with his move to the Wanderers. I think he's made it very clear that he still loves the club and he's got mates there. And I think it's always been quite clear his issue was with Steve Corica. Um, and so I think you know some of the reactions, you know, people shaking hands. I think it was not too much of an issue until. Well, we don't know what's happened off the camera, and I assume we'll find out on Thursday night when um, mm, the Keep yeah. Up show comes out what exactly happened. And I reckon words have been exchanged between uh, Korica and Nikovic, and, you know, 
Oh, I think that's what it is. A lot of Wanderers fans peeve that he went in there and shaked hands with all the players. I guess I am, but I don't really care. Like the season's done. Yeah. Like still feeling bummed about the loss, and yeah, he probably shouldn't have done it. No, it's not cricket where they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like you probably get away with it in other games, but just because it's the derby, just because it means so much and the passion yeah. and the rivalry, I can understand people's frustrations about uh, him going in and wanting to shake hands with the enemy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens Thursday night because I'm sure that's when we're going to find out what's happened. But I can no doubt imagine uh, words have been exchanged between Ninkovic and Korokin. Who started it? I'm biased and I'd probably imagine Steve Torica told him where he can shove it. Um, yeah, but, look, that's, but who knows? That's what, that, so kind of Rudan saying Corica said something on the on the sideline while the match was still going. Yeah, and but like coaches do that all the time. Yeah, opposition yeah, players right. like when players do it to each other. So, I, you know, maybe I'm slightly cynical. Maybe I think Ninkovic, you know, the going into say hello to the the teammates was a guise for actually then going. I I wonder if he's looking for something again. Like I said, Thursday might reveal, but I wonder if he's going into to look for an argument with Corica. Maybe yeah, it's probably Corica has told him where to shove it, and um, and it doesn't look pretty. And it's the kind of thing, like look, you know, uh, adds to the rivalry. We, it's what we kind of want. Like, let's be honest, that the Sydney Derby, it's it's the greatest in Australian football. Like, the Melbourne Derby doesn't really hit. What the yeah. Sydney Derby like Western like, United and Melbourne City just doesn't do it for me. Like, <laughs> the, just the way the whole city, Sydney, the East and the West, uh, it's it's kind yeah. of people at work. It's it's the teams. Like everything about it is is so so good and marketable. It's it really does hold up the A League at, at times. And and you look at the attendances it gets, mm. the coverage it gets. Um, you can't artificially create more of those. Looking at you, Weston, um, and MacArthur. But, <laughs> and MacArthur. That being said, like I don't know, you, you can tell from from you know, people watching at home. Bradley and I, but we're mates. You know, one's red, one's blue, but it's it's never actually. We can still do this podcast afterwards. We're, we're not gonna be calling each other names or anything like brad is a massive loser but um so is his team so it matches hashtag him, but... loser i'm being embracing <laughs> the scab tag for the past week so i'll embrace another uh title so why not that's it yeah but you know we can get along and and to a degree you go yeah can the players get along should ninkovic be doing that out on the pitch had he already done it like is he going for a fight can they be mates? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't I think Ninkovic and Corica can be mates. I think that's, no, I don't think that's they can. quite clear. My my big takeaway, I guess, uh, what I'm left feeling, and, and it's, I think I feel the same way I did when it was announced that he was joining the Wanderers. It just the whole situation just kind of sucks. Like because as much as I'd love to hate Ninkovic because of everything that's happened this year, the truth is. I spent seven years idolizing the guy, thinking he was the best football player Australia had ever seen mm. here. 
uh, you know, I finally got a photo with him in what was the last game he ever played for Sydney. Um, like I spend so much energy on, on loving the guy. And so I don't, I don't hate what he's done. I'm just, it just kind of bums me out, man. It just like seeing him frog marched out as much as it's a great meme. I just, I feel sorry for the guy because all he's done is just burn bridges and yeah. be left in the fire. And he's come out like he's come out the loser because Sydney FC have won. And all it does is vindicated the Sydney side of things and made him look like a bit of a fool. Like he's he's had a he's had a pretty good season. He played more this season for Wanderers than he than he did last season for mm. Sydney. I think he's been a great pickup for us. I thought I took him for the meme value, but you know, he's actually been a quality cog in the midfield. And I thought at 37, 38, however old he's just said, he'll bugger himself halfway through the season. He hasn't. And even at his age and his injury proneness, he's still putting great shifts. And yeah, I think it's, he's a a brilliant footballer. And and I just think, yeah, it's really sad. He, He could have stayed at Sydney. And things would have been fine. Well, I, think, I think he was very clear he wanted to stay at Sydney. Yeah. Um, but clearly he, something's happened. He could have gone to MacArthur and 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 he wouldn't have this hatred. He wouldn't have this like at the end of the day, it's it just kind of sucks for him because he, he made his choice. Yeah. And as far as Sydney are concerned, it's like, well, go online it now. And um maybe he, he's finding that a little difficult. Yeah, I, I I think it'll still be interesting Thursday night to see what happens there because I think that'll give a little bit more context yeah. uh, to it all. Um, but it'll be maybe interesting, it I think. Maybe that's all we get. It's just him getting frog marched out, a bit of argy-bargy, and see you later. Like the yeah. Sydney players, after it happens, no one gets in to, to aid him. It's the two coaches walking him out and everyone else is just kind of sitting there going, awkward. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not that's because Corrick has just you know combusted or something, but yeah. Anyway, maybe maybe we should leave that there because it's done. And uh, Sydney FC take on Melbourne City Friday night in yeah. the first league of the semi-final. Now, wh- the what cove will be there. The cove will be there. Um, apparently, or yeah, subject to APL. Releasing a statement, they said. Um, Which they have done this afternoon. Yeah, mate. Yeah, we can we can dive into this. You know, did did the Cove boycott put pressure on the APL to to pull their fingers out and get these things done a little bit earlier? Which is what the original boycotts were all about uh, in mm. the first place, and why Sydney decided to boycott um, mm. the elimination final because nothing had happened, and now it has. Mm. So is it? Is it justified for them to end the boycott or is it just them backflipping because, hey, we didn't think we were going to beat the Wanderers, so it kind of suited and, oh, we did. And actually we beat City at home, so we look pretty good. Maybe we've got to – who knows? Um, the APL has met with them and chatted to them and the City Terrace. And so, I don't know, like it or lump it, even without the active, mm. they were pretty loud at times. So, um Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting, but but my question is actually going to be what what do you think of this two legged semi final setup? Uh, so obviously Mariners mm. will um be away to Adelaide and then host the the return mm. leg, and Melbourne travel to Sydney mm. and then 
uh, host the the return leg. Two legs to get into the final. Some people I've heard have said, is it kind of unfair that first and second have to have a a two legged game yeah. to get into a? Yeah, um, I don't mind the two legged games. I think my my issue is the format itself. So when we first went to a six team final format, I really liked it that one v two was played over two legs, and the winner of that would progress to the final. Currently, under this system. The top two don't get a second chance. The top two can yeah. not appear in the grand final. For me, I just think that's unfair. I think there's got to be some reward to finishing higher on the ladder, and currently there's not. It's just you get a week off. It, it's all based on seeding. And so I think my issue is not necessarily the two legs. It's the, the final format itself. I mm. would like a um, a top five. Uh, there's a format that the NRL used to do in the 80s where um, number one would have the week off. Two play three, the winner of that would play one, the winner of that would go to the grand final. Four play five, play the loser two v three, and they fight over that last spot. But I, I still think we should be going back to the top six format that we had when we first went to top six in oh eight oh nine or whatever when North Queensland and Gold Coast joined originally. Um, I don't mind two legs; it adds a bit more drama to it, but it does seem mm. a bit odd that like the top two have to go away first. Um, well, and that's where the I most damage the, could happen. But yeah, then, I think that's so that you get the home, yeah, the home that final match for when you actually qualify, or you know, yeah. um, you know what you've got to do in front of your own fans. Yeah. Which I think that makes sense. Yeah, but I do agree with you. It, it's kind of weird that they don't get us. Well, uh, maybe they get a second chance in that it's a two-legged game. So if they don't turn up away yeah. from home, at least they've got the home match to to rectify things. But yeah, it it is interesting that, I, that yes, both City and Central Coast could lose, and we could have an Adelaide versus Sydney grand final, which would be four, no, three versus five in the final. That that would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is interesting like that. Yeah, I, like I said, I want the old format. I think that's my big yeah. issue. Two legs, I don't really care. I think yeah, an extra week of the finals, a bit more, an extra week of the season, a couple more games to enjoy this season. I think that'd be great. I think the Adelaide Central Coast two league games are going to be absolutely cracking. Yeah, it could be yeah. seven all on aggregate. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be real. I think I'll get some good crowds for that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that'll be really exciting. And I guess uh, who are we going to pick? Uh, are we just going to do a week one tip, or are we just going to tip who we think is going to win over the two legs? Yeah, no, let's do let's do week one pick, and um, and then we've got some to talk about next week as well. Yeah, okay. Well. <laughs> Friday night game is uh, Sydney FC hosting Melbourne City at the Sydney Football Stadium. That's right. My How are you feeling going uh, into this, Samuel? Because I feel, didn't uh, Robin Mack and Joe Lolly pick up injuries? Yeah, Robbie Mack had kind of had an injury. Joe Lolly so he, only came on for like five minutes, didn't he? Yeah, I think. So So the Robin Mack situation was injured the second last week. So he didn't play the last game of the season against Jets. Uh, Adrian Segacic played instead mm. um and he came in fit um to be fair like 75 minutes has been his kind of average all season mm. um i think he pulled up a little bit after just crazily celebrating the lafondra winner um i think he'll be fine i think yeah, okay. he's been managing it so I, I don't think there's any issues around him joe lolly obviously injured which is why he didn't start against mm. um wanderers 
Um, he came on. He didn't look great, was still strapped up, but he, he'd passed his fitness test. They were happy for him to go onto the yeah. pitch. And as soon as Sydney scored that second goal, they, they believed, yep, yeah, we've got this. Um, so they pulled him not because of any injury, but because, well, we don't need you anymore. We're safe. We're through. Let's rest you up. Yeah, so it was a little strange. Was odd, yeah. Very odd. But I think that that's what Sydney at least are saying that, mm. yeah, once we score that second, we're through. No point in risking him anymore. In fact, you know, maybe the Wanderers go out to hurt if they know the season's over. So pull him, save him. Uh, I again, I I don't know if he'll start this weekend against City. Mm. You would think I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. Going to do everything they can to get him to. Um, but given that there's a second leg, maybe it's better to to leave him off for the first half and um. Yeah, save him. Although I would love to see Adrian Segacic playing instead of pushing Caceres out wide and putting Retre on. Put Segacic out wide, leave Caceres and Max in the centre. Like, it just works so much better. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a really handy player you got there in Segacic, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him play for the Wanderers uh, next season. And Kacharski can come back now. He's he served his yeah. suspension. So. Yeah. That's good. So, so what do you reckon? What do you reckon the result's going to be? Yeah, look, early in the season, Sydney did really well. We're looking, we're looking hot. Um, mm. I think Sydney win the home leg two one. Really? Yeah, I was going to go for a one all draw. So, okay, okay, there we go. I think it'll be. Yeah, I think I think it'll definitely help having the Cove back at the game. How big of an attendance they will get? Who knows? I don't think they'll get much of an away support. Um, but yeah, I I reckon it'll be close. I. I think, though, I, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about next week's tips later on. But um, Adelaide and Central Coast um, on the Saturday night, Adelaide hosting at Hindmarsh Stadium against the Mariners. Third v. second. Mm. It was at 4-1 to the Mariners on the final ga- game of yeah, the regular wild. season at this same venue. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a similar scoreline. Was that at Adelaide? That, I thought that was at yeah, Gosford. it was at Adelaide. Wow. Um Yeah. Yeah, this could be. I'm going to go for a three-all draw. I think it's going to be wow. absolute blockbuster. I'm going to go three-one Mariners. Yeah, wow. Um, just quickly, I like I, I was saying that anything under 14k would have been a bit upsetting for Adelaide's attendance at High Marsh, and they only they cracked ten thousand again, so we, we can't be disappointed. But yeah. um, surely they get more than ten thousand to now a semi-final at home. Yeah, they should. I, I think the crowd last week, there might have been a mixture of, you know, people upset over the final decision. I don't think yeah. Adelaide United made any formal protests, so I don't know why they weren't ripped into. But um, I think there's probably an element of, yeah, probably that hanging over the fans yeah. that they're pretty disappointed. Um, to be fair... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it sell out. I'd love to see 14,000, 15,000 people yeah. tune on Adelaide United. Mm-hmm. And the, the news Mariners. coming out about the APL, I think, um, about them agreeing to this fan representative group, I think that will hopefully sway a few. Listen, they just got over 9,000 at last year when they hosted a semifinal. Their last yep. time before COVID in 2019, they had 13,000 um, against Melbourne City before they went on to draw three all with Perth the next week in that crazy game. So the crowd isn't too out of place from where it's been. Yeah, no. previous seasons yeah. for them, but I, I, I would love to see it sell. I would definitely love to sell it, see a sell out at Goss for the next week. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be this two-legged. I wish these teams were in the grand final. It'd be an absolute banging match. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it could could be great. It's great to see him play off here. I think it's going to be a big match for, like, Marco Tulio has come into to form. Mm. Um, he's been brilliant for the Mariners mm. recently. Jason Cummings has been great up front, leading the mm. line. And and their defense has, has really looked solid. Brian um, Caltac has been one of the center backs of the year. But but even like, you know, Jacob Farrell has mm. been great. Um their midfield is great. Uh yep. Nisbet. Like yeah, Josh Nisbet has been just outstanding. Mm. Not upstanding, he's not that tall. Definitely outstanding though. Um but Adelaide again, Adelaide, maybe they'll be buoyed by Ibasuki will be even fitter because Blackwood it just didn't quite cut it, even though they won 2-0. Mm. Craig went back in form at the right time of the season. Yeah. That's excellent for them. They've got quality over the park as well. So, yeah, I think that's going to be fascinating. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll stick by it. 3-3, I think that's going to be yep. a great advertisement for the A-League. And, and that'll be on Channel 10, Channel 10 Bold. I think right? all the finals might be on Bold, if I'm not uh, mistaken. But, um, yeah, make sure that's a Saturday night game. Uh, make sure you get around the finals. Uh, it'll be great to see them. And I think that's probably where we leave it because we're running out of time on our free Zoom session. So thanks for joining us. And uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of this whole past week. Let us know what you thought of the derby, what you thought of Ninkovic. Boy, that was um, some real spice, wasn't it? Yeah, send us your best memes. Go on, do it. Yeah, and um, add us on Twitter. Yeah, and let us, um, let us know your predictions for this weekend's semifinals. Yep. Leg one. Anyway, cool. Well, uh, I think we're going to call it and uh, leave it there. And we'll probably see you around this time next week for our preview for and our wrap on the previous weeks. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. See ya.